from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And welcome back to the Burnham Up podcast. Philip Tang and Carmen Lastoria here with you once again, and as always, brought to you by McDonald's and Carmen. Another week, another podcast, and we've got a guy that is literally playing on fire right now with us as our guest this week. Well, he is. It, it, it's quite a run. We're jo- pleased to be joined by Beck Burnett, and I'm hoping that Beck will, uh, you know, maybe after this pot, well, it's raining today, but maybe uh, at some point he'll start giving me lessons um, so that I can become a better golfer. But, uh, yeah, Beck Burnett, All-American, national champion, and you just seem to be getting better. So, Beck, first of all, thanks for joining us on the Burnham Podcast, but Take us through these last few months. I mean, three individual championships in a row, tournament titles in a row, which is unprecedented, very hard to do, obviously. Uh, You've guided your team to two team titles in a row, and so you guys are certainly uh, playing well as you look to repeat as national champion. So what seems to be working? What's the secret? Well, first, yeah, thanks for for having me in here. Uh, It's a pleasure. Um, But, yeah, just to run through the last couple events – you know it's been great like I've I've had a lot of success and then it's been really fun and I think the main thing for me is our team is is really starting to get it together we're seeing some guys play really really well and it's a lot easier you know for me to do well and and to really like enjoy it with the guys and everything when when the vibes are high and and when the team has a chance to win all the events and and so they've they've pushed me to do well and it's been a good run you look at these three events, two courses you're fairly familiar with. You've played there several times, and one was basically a brand-new course that you haven't really played. Talk about going through the differences of gearing up for a familiar course and then a new one. Yes, yeah, so the, our first event of the spring at Lake Jovita, which was St. Leo's event, that one, like you said, super familiar. Um, I had won there before. Our team had won there before, and that's always, like, you know, a big check mark on the schedule. Like, we want to go there and do well, and so... Um, the preparation for that one is is really just go put yourself in the moment and have fun because it's like I said very familiar. Um, our second event was the one out in Vegas, hosted by Missouri St. Louis, and and yeah, you're right, that is very different going out there playing a new golf course um, in a part of the country that I hadn't played much golf in before either, which means you know the courses are different, the grass is different, so there is an adjustment. And um, the first day it played pretty tough out there uh, with a lot of high winds and I had to make some adjustments um, just in my swing and just the way that the the ball interacted like off the ground and the way the club goes through the ground out there and and by the end of the week like I felt like I had a really good uh, grasp on it which which was nice because I feel like every time you go into a new situation uh, you know you put things in the toolbox for the future Um, so it was nice to get you know another win out there and, and the team came close out there. And then third event, you know, going back to Valdosta uh, for their event at Kinderloo Forest, that's another really familiar one. So we're, we're back to just going out and, and trusting that, hey, I've played here a bunch before, and let's go out and get it done. And the team got it done as well. So. Take us through Vegas. So how much money did you win or lose? I, mean, did you guys get to, I know you're out there for business purposes, and certainly you would never darken the door of a sports book being collegiate athletes, but did you throw a few a few bucks down on the roulette table or playing a little blackjack? Um, well, you know what happens in Vegas. It's <laughs> very good so, answer. You know, very we were good. very strict policy. You know, and what happens there stays there. So, <laughs> I, I will say there – 
I did use a poker chip as a ball marker in the first round. Well, you time. have that's, to. That's, I mean, you're playing out in yeah, Vegas. That's as far as I'll go. <laughs> Certainly. My first trip out to Vegas, I was I had just turned 21 with a buddy of mine. Shout out to Bob Newcomb, Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, yeah, we were young kids. We felt like we were on top of the world. So we go in. Before we even check into the hotel, we play blackjack. Okay. We get up like $400, which when you're 21, like, I mean, we feel like kings. <laughs> Couple hours later, we had lost all of that. <laughs> I mean, so it's a uh, it's a lesson in uh, in in gambling. But uh, now, Beck, what what to you has been most special about these last couple of years? Like, what do you think was kind of the the switch that really turned for you guys as as a team? Because obviously, you accomplish tremendous amounts of goals. Like as a freshman, you're freshman of the year. You guys get to the national tournament. You guys get into match play a couple of years ago uh, for the first time you know, after winning the South region. And then last year, just that epic run to win the national championship. So was there a moment maybe in the last couple of years where you felt like maybe for you personally or you as a team that it really started to click like, hey, we can do something special here? I don't know if it's been a moment rather than a process. Um, something we, we preach on the golf team is just about having good culture. And it's something that, you know, some of the older guys like, like Connor and Dustin right now and, and now me as a senior, you know, we try to push that culture down the line to the younger guys. And so I would think it's been establishing that culture of, you know, everybody, everybody in it really, 100% in it and, and being, you know, brothers for each other and friends for each other. And, you know, when you get a really good group of guys and, and a good group of guys like talent-wise as well on top of that, um, you start to realize like, you know, you go a long way with that and then you start seeing the results for it as well. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, confidence is high and you realize like nobody can beat us when we play our best. So it's just like a, a long process. I think you talk about the depth, just there's five guys, only five guys in play. And then there's four or five guys that could easily qualify for a bunch mm -hmm. of other teams that didn't make a tournament. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had our five that, that traveled for postseason last year and did really, really well. And, and then just this year, you know, we've seen some other guys step up when, when not everyone was playing well and, and fill those gaps. And, and that's what we want to have is we want to have competition through the lineup and, and have guys, you know, push, push each other. And, you know, when someone's not playing well, you know, something's, something's got to change and they've got to be pushed to play better. And we've had the guys to do that, I think. You know, we had, we had Trey step up last week at, at Kinderloo and, and give us some really good rounds. And we had Dalton step up and give us some good rounds. And, you know, we'll go from there. So. Absolutely. Now, Beck, I know you're, you're obviously f solely focused on your play and the play of your team as we get into the, the championship season here. Uh, but it's major championship golf season as well. So do you get a chance? Like, who, who's a pro golfer that maybe you, you try and emulate a little bit or that you root for out there as we get, you know, what, a couple weeks away from Augusta and the Masters and championship golf season? Do you get a chance to watch any or, or a guy you root for? Yeah, the Masters is so much fun for us. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, put our heads down while walking between classes and get masters live going and, and watch it, <laughs> uh, you know, on our phones and stuff. But, uh, I think Scotty Scheffler has been, you know, the hottest player in the world right now, uh, him and John Rahm both, but, but just with Scotty and I think the way he carries himself and, you know, big family guy and, and the way he's been playing lately is, is super impressive and, you know, wouldn't be surprised to see him get it done at the masters again. And so that's kind of just someone I, I look up to in the golf world and, you know, if I can end up in his shoes, I think we've done all right. So. Yeah, I mean, he's an easy guy to root for. I don't know if you had a chance to catch Full Swing, the Netflix documentary, but it really is insightful even more into kind of his 
perspective. Mm-hmm. I think he's got a very – him and Tony Finau both, but, of course, Scheffler's had a, a ton of success on tour. The right perspective and the right balance, uh, I think that's important. You told us before we got started there's some interesting things that happened in that first round of the Vegas tournament, the weather and a couple other instances. I want you to tell that story again of how your round started. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for that first round, a little bit of backstory. Like, I don't drink caffeine at all. Like, I – have maybe had one cup of coffee in the last four years. You're missing out. Anyway, go ahead. You know, and (laughs) and same with like sodas. Like I don't drink any Coke or, you know, sweet tea. I'm I'm just weird like that, I guess. Um, Well, you're healthy is what it is. Unfortunately, like in our society, that becomes weird or an outlier, but you're actually just very healthy. Okay. Maybe so. But but either way, like, you know, I kind of just never have issues waking up and I don't really like the taste of any of it. So I, I stay away from it. But before that first round in Vegas, you know, we knew it was going to be a really tough day. And, you know, I've had a good season going and it's not, it's some, it was a round that really just want to get through and, you know, make the most of it. And so we went to Panera uh, before the first round and I had like this mint strawberry lemonade drink and it was really good. And I was like, Hey, you know, get a refill to go. And so, you know, I had like two and a half cups of this thing and I got out to the golf course and I was you know, 20 minutes before tea time was feeling kind of jittery. And and I was like, man, something feels wrong here. Like just in my head and my stomach and like all this stuff. And then my teammate, Ollie, um, was like, well, you know, that has, it has caffeine in it. Right. And I was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, and I'm like, oh no. Right. So, and I'm thinking how much caffeine did I just have? And am I even going to be able to walk in a straight line out there today? (laughs) And, um, so I get out to the first hole and, and, you know, my hands are shaking. And, and at this point, it's like, yes, the physical aspect of having caffeine is affecting me, but it's also the, the what have I just done, like mental side of yeah, it as well. Sure. Yeah. So you start to freak out even more, which doesn't help. And so on the first tee, like I let everybody else hit first and I'm trying to buy, it's like stall for time, and <laughs> drink a bunch of water and, and uh, end up like I hit a good first tee shot, which was a miracle. But then I made bogey from the middle of the fairway on the first hole. It's like the easiest par four on the golf course. And I'm like, well, this is going to be a long day playing in 35 mile an hour winds already off to a one over start. But uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately, it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I got it figured out. So. Oh, that's a that's a great story. Um, Beck, you guys had a really cool opportunity. L- listen, winning a national championship brings about a lot of cool moments, right? I mean, the moment itself, you'll never forget. Obviously, I was had the honor to be there covering you guys. It was just incredible. And, you know, several things that happened after that are really cool. So last week, you actually got to have another cool moment because of that. So the NCAA takes time during March Madness uh, to honor the national champions throughout the year at, at every level, Division One, Two, and Three, And so take us through what you guys were able to do down in Birmingham uh, during the first and second round down there. So, yeah, we, uh, we got to actually get recognized, like I said, at halftime during the Houston-Auburn game. Yeah. Uh, you know, right there on the floor during March Madness. And, and that was just a super cool experience for us. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, we didn't know that the NCAA did that. And so, you know, that winning the national championship has kind of just been the gift that keeps giving, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things, you know, it's been, it's been almost a year now. And, you know, some of us try to relive it every once in a while. And some of us just try to focus on this year and move past yeah. it. But it seems like we can't, we can't forget about <laughs> it, right? They, everybody keeps bringing it back up and, and, you know, reliving those moments and getting recognition for it, which is awesome, you know, because you know, we have guys we got the players and the coaches and the staff and everything it's worked really hard to make that possible for us but um but going down there to Birmingham yeah that was awesome we got like these 
backstage passes, I guess, like the badges that got us through the tunnel, the same tunnel that the players use to get to the locker rooms and like the media access and all this stuff. And so, you know, we were greeted at a side door, given badges with our names on them and, and led like literally to the baseline pretty much on yeah. the floor. And we got to see two games there. And, um, you know, the crowd was pretty in favor of the Auburn game, or, you know, of Auburn. And then also later that night was the Alabama-Maryland game, and they were getting course, pretty, pretty rowdy Alabama. for Alabama yeah, there. Of course. And, uh, you know, and Alabama did, did win. So it was pretty exciting there. And um, But I'll tell a quick story. Like, during the second game, Ollie and I got up and thought we'd do some exploring around backstage, right? And, we you know, we had these badges, and we noticed that it was the same badges that all the media people had. And we were like, well, if they can go back here, then, <laughs> you know, I'm sure we can too. So, you know, we, we walk on back. Nobody really gives us a second glance. And, and we, uh, you know, went behind some curtains and thinking probably shouldn't be here right now. But, you know, nobody's going to say anything, <laughs> right? And so we find ourselves uh, sitting in a press conference with, with the the Houston coach and a couple of players. Kelvin Sampson, <laughs> did you ask a question? That would have been you know, great. We legitimately could have asked the question. Like we were sitting there. Beck Burnett, Lee University. <laughs> yeah, coach, with, talk uh, about. With Flame Nation. Uh, <laughs> but, but it was super cool to see like the, the behind the scenes work and all that yeah. stuff. And, you know, I'm a communication arts major. Right. And so I've learned about a lot of that stuff. And to see it in practice was awesome. Like, you know, the guy next to me was like, asking a question like such and such from ESPN and then right. guys like such and such from Sports Illustrated and Ollie and I are looking at each other like yeah we're just in over our heads <laughs> and Ollie was like I, I, I'm gonna ask a question I know I'm gonna ask a question and then and then someone else asked one he's like well that was my question <laughs> <laughs> so uh so we didn't end up saying anything and might have been uh embarrassing you know to Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great story, though, <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, that is. you got to take advantage of the pass. And get, oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> so, obviously, you're gonna, your run at Lee will come to an end at some point. Obviously, you're probably going to play professional golf. But what else is in store for Beck? You said you're a comm arts degree. Mm-hmm. What are you looking with that? Uh, so, I'm going to graduate this summer. Uh, I'll walk in the spring and then fill, fulfill some requirements over the summer. Um, and get my diploma and then I'll start grad school play a fifth year of golf and and then go from there Um, you know the professional golf world is is pretty crazy Um, but just take it one step at a time and I think the main thing is good golf take care takes care of itself Um, so you know you you draw out a plan for it which is something I'm going to spend a lot of time doing you know over the next 12 months or so um and like i said just go and help to play good golf and keep getting better and you know things things take care of themselves so well beck you have uh been such a great ambassador for lee athletics not just as an athlete but just in general and how you carry yourself man and and, and let me just say enjoy this moment man i know it's you know it's part of golf right the process head down keep moving forward and i know you guys will do that but it's been an incredible run of success uh not just this year obviously but dating back to the national championship last year so uh in the midst of that process take time to smell the roses a little bit man and enjoy it because uh you know this is an incredible experience and uh, you've been a big part of the success of our men's golf program and will continue to be and so man we're just we're excited to have a front row seat right i mean to to cover you guys and, and to see what this spring does um, but man, keep up the great work and uh, stay away from the caffeine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, I really appreciate it. We'll do. We'll take a quick break as we hear from our sponsor, McDonald's. The Burnham Up Podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you Sweetwater, 
Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! Welcome back. Philip Tang, Carmel Astoria here with you on the Burn em Up Podcast. And a couple great stories from back uh, about the cafe and going behind the scenes at uh, Birmingham for an NCAA tournament game. That's classic. I mean, uh, if they would have – if Ollie, if Ollie would have asked a question, that would have been perfect. I mean, you know, uh, Coach, can you break down that uh, the second half there? Um, no, that's great. And it, what an honor it is. I mean, you know, obviously um, – you know, to win a national championship is so difficult, and uh, it's great that the NCAA does that because the biggest event that the NCAA hosts is obviously March Madness, and to be able to honor, you know, particularly Division Two and Division Three, but even Division One athletes in less, you know, recognizable or right. less covered sports, um, you know, is an honor because they, these athletes work so very hard uh, to achieve their goals and so man I was really happy for coach Moppin yes, and and yes. Beck and the entire team to be able to experience that so yeah that's pretty cool and they got to sit for both games both games close for, yeah they row. were courtside yeah and I mean, so until that happened just you know having to pay you know thousands of dollars for a ticket right and I was talking to coach Moppin the other day and he was like man just the the energy that's down there on the court you don't realize it right because oftentimes you know many of us when even when we go to games right we go and you know uh, unless you got deep pockets, right? right? You're probably you're probably not sitting courtside, and um, and then at that level too, you're playing in the national tournament. You know, March Madness, so the intensity is is extra uh, ramped up. And he said it was just a great experience just to feel that to be on the court. And uh, man, what what a cool moment for uh, for the men's golf. And I love what he said. It's like it's the gift that keeps on giving, and it should be. <laughs> it like it's so hard to win. Like it's so hard to achieve that. And so as as focused as you are, and and. Look, I mean, the results speak for themselves. They're obviously focused on this year in trying to do something special and go back to the national tournament. But but it's just so much hard work goes into winning one. I mean, it's just so difficult to do. And so I'm glad that they continue to be able to reap the benefits of that and, and just enjoy that moment. Well, no national championship is easy, but golf is a different type of oh, national championship. Oh, it's so it, tough, it's man. three days of how's the weather looking, it's how is so your stroke t- going? The weather was, you know, and we the, the last day of stroke play, right, to get, you uh-huh. had to be in the top eight in order to advance on the match play. In Michigan, the weather was terrible. I mean, it was raining, it was cold, it was windy. I mean, you're fighting through so many different elements, right? And then golf almost more than any other sport like you have to be really good and then the ball has to kind of bounce your way a few right. times too and it's just so there's a lot that goes into it and uh yeah man they they should enjoy every moment that comes from it yeah because there's only so much prep in golf you can do for certain things you can do a yeah. practice round but the ball literally just catches the blade of grass oh, wrong it's, it can it, ruin a it's round. a beautiful game and it can be a, it can be a painful game i mean you, you know you see it when you watch professional golfers i mean the ball bounces one way or another and it could be the difference between you know a guy winning a major championship yes. and not winning a major championship and that changes the whole trajectory of his career and so it's just it, it it's a humbling game at times for sure well looking ahead to this week we've got home events finally after it's been it's been a while for a lot of home events Baseball and softball are back at home. And lacrosse is at home this week, so plenty of chances. And we've got our opening outdoor track and field meet this weekend, so plenty of opportunities to see the Flames and Lady Flames. Yeah, it's going to be a great uh, it's going to be a great weekend on campus. Uh, the university itself is hosting their Great Strides event uh, to benefit cystic fibrosis, which they have done for a number of years now. That'll kind of kick off the morning on Saturday morning. 
Um, you mentioned women's lacrosse back in action uh, tomorrow, or excuse me, Thursday, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. It'll be on Thursday, and they'll be playing Palm Beach Atlantic at the Raycon Sports Complex at 6.30, and then uh, baseball and softball hosting Mississippi College this weekend, uh, which will be a great Gulf South Conference rivalry. And then, yeah, outdoor track and field. They're going to be on the on the home uh, at the home course there uh, at the Raycon Sports Complex on Saturday for their first of what is going to be four home meets, right? right. So they will host this one. They'll host a big Flames Invitational uh, the weekend of Easter. Then they will host the GSC Outdoor Track and Field Championships, yes. and then the first weekend in May, and then in a couple of weeks they'll host that last chance meet, right? Uh, you know, right before nationals. And so, yeah, it's it's a full home schedule, which is great because it's a beautiful complex. Obviously, if you've been by and watched a, a soccer, or lacrosse, or track and field event at the Raycon Sports Complex, it's a great venue. And so, excuse me, yeah, great weekend of home events. Come on out. Uh, Make sure to check our website, leeuflames.com. Follow us on social media, at leeuflames, for all the latest schedule updates and times and all of that. But, yeah, would love to see some people out there. Weather looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's going to warm up a little bit from what it's been. Definitely going to be warmer. You know, so you'd you'd maybe dodge a raindrop or two here and there, but but it should be a a great weekend. Softball's been a month on the road. It seemed, I'm sure Coach Russell and the team are ready to get back at home. They're playing North Georgia today, the day we're recording this, on the road down in Dahlonega, so I'm sure they're glad to be back. Baseball's had one home weekend in a month, so I'm sure they're ready to be rocking and rolling back at Larry Carpenter Stadium. Yeah, the way the schedule works, right? So it was a little bit front-loaded. So we had several home weekends in February and then not very many here in March, and then we'll get several here in a row coming up at the end of March here and and into April. And so it just kind of the the schedule balances out at some point, uh, and so you got to kind of fight through that a little bit. Um, Yeah. Certainly, you know, softball's playing the number one team in the country, North Georgia, right now. Right. Uh, uh, The – on Wednesday and so you know that's going to be a tough challenge but I know they're anxious to get back home um you know they, they've had a tough schedule so the, the record is not what they want it to be but you know they're battling and I think they'll be able to you know hopefully stack some wins and I, I think you're playing Mississippi College this weekend in softball they're ranked number 23 in the country and so if you can go and get a home series victory this yes. weekend man that changes everything right, right. and so like you know you, you just got to kind of put it in perspective and say hey we've, we've played a tough schedule we haven't performed as well as we would like, but there's still a lot of season left. There's still a lot of opportunity left out there, and uh, and both teams. I mean, Coach Brew and the baseball team. You know, they've they've had some moments where they look like things were turning around, and they've had some moments where they've kind of taken a step back. And so, I think both teams are poised to make a, a nice run here at the end of the year. We wrap this one up. What is your fired up moment of the week? Fired up moment of the week. I would have to say, you know, the GSC released their all sports standings. Uh, after uh, winter sports, and we right. are number one. So, listen, the last two years we've won the all-sports trophy, the male and female sports trophies, and we are right there poised to do it again. And so still a lot of work to be done here in the spring, but, man, a tribute to our fall and winter coaches and student-athletes because, once again, Lee is on top, number yep. one in the Gulf South Conference. Really tough to do, really tough to sustain that level of success. So, like I said, hats off to our coaches, our student-athletes, the support staff, everybody involved with Lee Athletics. Just very proud of that. That's something to be uh, excited about and take a lot of pride in. And so hopefully uh, we can finish strong here in the spring and, uh, you know, add another couple of trophies to the trophy case. I'll go with the women's tennis team beating a ranked team in UT Tyler. They lost last week to Flagler on the road. Could have easily just kind of started to fall apart there. Got the doubles win and then a couple 
really great individual matches from Ashley and Michaela and all them. Yeah. And so they got another ranked win. You know, Ashley, they're playing at a high level. Listen, they're resilient. The hats off to Coach uh, Patrick Hines. You know, we've talked about the tennis teams over the last couple of weeks, uh, rightfully so, for the type of season that they put together. Uh, you know, they're playing playing a tough schedule. I mean, you mentioned yes. the UT Tyler. That's a ranked non-conference opponent. You know, they had the tough match with West Al mm -hmm. this past weekend. Their, West Al was ranked both in the men and women. So, yeah, it's, it's been a battle. Uh, but, man, they are resilient. They just seem yes. to rise to the occasion both on the men's and women's side. So that's a great one. Hats off to the Lady Flames. It's a big win. They've got Valdosta State coming up. That's, the, I think, the last ranked opponent in the regular season. If you can get a good result against there, that's setting you up pretty good for both Gulf South Conference standings and a region ranking. Yeah, I mean, the region is tough. The South region, like in a lot of sports, is extremely difficult in tennis to qualify because you've got so many good teams, you know, a lot of good teams in the GSC and then a lot of good teams in the Sunshine mm -hmm. State. But we are right there, and uh, it's exciting, man. Coach Hines, Bruno, they've done a great job building that program. And uh, they got a lot of good pieces in place, and a lot of good pieces coming back next year too. Yes. So th I, yes. this is a this is a run that I think is just going to continue to get better. But uh, yeah, they've had such a good season. You would love to see that culminate with a region appearance. But like I said, very tough to get in. So still some work to be done. But man, they're they're headed in the right direction for sure. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Burn 'Em Up Podcast. I'd like to thank McDonald's as always for bringing you this podcast each and every week. For Kamala Story, I'm Philip Tang. We'll catch you next week.